It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Michael Carter said after the game, uh, effing soldier. We had Mike effing white, now he's an effing soldier. Some people hate when like you compare athletes to uh, military. They go, man. Yeah, you know, I, under- I, I understand crazy. and respect that. Yeah. Got to be careful. Yeah. I'd like to see Michael Carter canceled for that. Okay. Well. Let's get him off the team, throw him out of the league. I think he was just trying to compliment his quarterback. He was. They do love uh, Mike White. I love Mike White as well. I mean, everybody. That's my quarterback. Go to war for that guy. That's my quarterback. Soldier. He's a war. I saw war. I did see Warrior, actually. Warrior. I mean, is that why Eddie pl- or you played this Yeah, song? I played is that. Is that why you played it? No, I just was. I was scrolling my music. I was like, I wrote down White. the quote. Who said oh, Warrior? Warrior. Mm. Oh, Braxton Berrios. Yep. Yeah. You're a warrior. Braxton Berrios, one of White's closest friends on the team, told him at the locker room with the ambulance waiting outside. <laughs> <laughs> the drama in the postgame after a loss. Uh, God. And I loved Rob Sala's hat looked just soaking wet on his head the whole yeah. just flopping out it there. Was, I mean, talk about a day that if you could avoid being outside up yeah. there, I mean all day long just though. Drenching the yeah. rain, then it turns to the snow, the wind, the yeah, chill. It, looked, it did look cool. Like, that was like just a uh, cool. It looked cool, yeah, yeah. But being being there, I'm sure it didn't feel no, well, like it didn't feel but, cool. You know, especially it, for the guys that aren't in the game and just standing yes. on the sidelines. Yeah, or the coaches just sitting, yeah. you know, the coaches don't get to run in and run out. Well, the coaches that are lucky to be up in the, like, Mike, Mike oh, yes. floors up in the booth. Up in the booth. Behind the glass. What do you think will be the main complaint amongst Jets fans today calling the radio station? Pass protection and play calling. Mm. Oh, about and the- C.J. Mosley. I love that over the top move he did. I, I you know people are killed. and I honestly, it's funny. I saw. A qu- I was wondering what he said about that. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, because he. I have a quote from him talking about Mike White. I assume they asked him what the heck happened. I have not heard his explanation yet. He tried to make a move. I yeah. He just tried to guess this that. Both people. Why would he think they were going to run the play? Clearly, he thought they were going to run the play. Right. Who was the, the was Dawson it the, Knox, the, the tight, tight end? end. Yeah. Uh, and I, by the way, I've seen a couple teams run that play this year where the right. tight end comes in motion. All of a sudden, he's under center, quick snap. Oh, he yes. needs a yard. Now I get it. The Bills were at what inside their own forty. It wasn't like they were at midfield. You know, it was on their own end. Fourth and one, scoreless game, first half. So I get all that, but. C.J. Mosley is the same guy. I mean, Bill Belichick, anytime you ask him about C.J. Mosley, it's like you would think he's the second coming. Like a couple weeks ago, it's like when we played the Jets, it was almost as if he was in our huddle. He knew the plays. Like he's brilliant. You know, couldn't say enough about him. So I have to believe C.J. Mosley saw something where he believed like this ball is going to get snapped. And he tried to time it and make a play, and it, it backfired. Yeah, I don't mind the guy really going out of his way to try to make a play like that. Because yeah. that would have been awesome if they snapped that ball right then. 
Right, he just comes flying in and decks <laughs> Dawson down. Knox. Yeah, yeah and, that would have been awesome. And then, of course, Knox ends up catching the touchdown pass later on that yeah. drive. He was all fired up. So yeah, yeah okay. I'm so unfortunate uh, pass protect. What what is the problem with I don't the know, play I just, calling? People like to you know, well, they get in the red zone and this and or you know or uh, personnel like why Michael Carter fumbles in the four, in late in the game. Why yeah, is he, Bam Knights running the ball great? Why is Michael Carter in there? You know, people they'll you they'll find things to complain about. Pass protection, listen, though. The, That's yeah, the big and one. the quarterback got his got murdered. Kicked. I mean, jeez. And Detroit has a good defense, right? No. Oh, they don't? No. Oh, all right. Well, then we're good this week. No. I mean, they, the guy with broken they, ribs. They are moving the ball and scoring. I mean, they, oh, they uh, score a lot. That's true. They do. I mean, look, it's not to say they can't play a good game on defense, but, like, what did they win? Yes, what was it? 34-23? Or 20-something. 34-23. Like, Justin Jefferson had, you know, over 200 yards receiving. Oh, okay, good. So you can move the ball on them. All right. But they're, they're I mean, they are an explosive offense all of a sudden. Amon Ross St. Brown's tremendous. Jared Goff's having a good year. Jamal Williams is a machine down in the red zone, rushing touchdowns. Um, who else? DJ Chark's on that team now. He caught a touchdown yesterday. Like they And they traded away TJ Hawkinson to the Vikings. They right. were saying, eh, we don't need this eh. tight end. Eh. And they've won six out of, five out of six. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And what will be the major complaint amongst Giants fans today? You're a Giants fan. The secondary, What's your Julian Love. Julian Love. Yeah. And he has to answer to Tiki and Tierney. He does a weekly spot, right? I mean, look. he. Do, I, I, they better not I, go soft on so. him. Yeah. Look, I, I hate to keep coming back to the same thing. They don't have enough players right now. Like, they weren't supposed to be in this position. They were supposed to be a bad football team. So I give them credit for the fact that they played over their heads the first half of the year and that as of today, when we wake up this morning, they're technically in the playoffs. Like you said, they get in. You have no confidence they're going to do anything. They are depl- They had to strip down the roster for the most part because of their salary cap issues in the offseason. And they've had a million guys get hurt. And Kenny Galladay's giving you nothing. Saquon is back to, you know, not not looking all that effective or explosive. Um, they have their own pass protection issues as it is. And on the defensive side, they're, they were missing guys yesterday. Leonard Williams is out. Adoree Jackson's still out. Xavier McKinney hasn't come back yet. I mean, that's three key pieces right there. Two guys in the secondary. And you saw what the Eagles did to their in the past game. to their second, And they ran the ball all over the place. So as as these games pile up a little bit, 0-3-1 the last four, what do you... Yeah, limping to the finish line. Yeah, limping to the finish line. And then you got the Daniel Jones-Saquon Barkley situation. Again, yeah. Which is, what are we doing? Uh, listen, what are I we do doing not here? envy the position that Joe Shane is in right yeah. now. Yeah. I do not. I mean, I get it. It's his first GM job. Of course, he'd rather be doing that than a lesser job. And obviously, he made the decision to come here knowing that these decisions were going to have to be made. Um, But it's hard to evaluate Daniel Jones, right? I don't know that it's... I mean... I don't know that it's hard to evaluate him. I think it's hard to commit to him long term and throw big dollars at him for a variety of reasons because I think he's limited as a quarterback, because they don't have the other pieces in place, because their window to be a Super Bowl contender probably isn't going to really open for another couple of years, assuming they do things right. 
But I also don't know what the market's going to be for Daniel Jones. So, so could I could I see the Giants getting him back at a reasonable rate? I could, you know, like and also from Daniel Jones's perspective, okay, you've started in the league for a while. Like we know he has physical ability; he can run. You know, he did a better job taking care of the football so far this season, and we know that quarterbacks are in demand across the league. But if I'm Daniel Jones, it's like okay. All these different offenses I've had to learn since I've come into the league. I'm going to leave the Giants now and go somewhere else and have to start that process over again. Maybe. Maybe if someone blows his socks off with an offer or he feels like there's an offense he can step into that's not all that different from... I don't I don't know where he feels comfortable. I think he's managing the best that he can right now, considering and, the situation he's in and what he has to work with. And now they get a Sunday night game. The Flex. Yeah. Sunday night uh, against Washington. Yes, who just had their bye. So they're in the unique position where Giants buy Giants. Yep. Same opponent, consecutive games. So if the Giants lose this one, then they're... They're They're not. It depends on what happens with the Seahawks. Yeah, because they lost yesterday. Yeah. So, I mean, that tie right now is the difference. Because if the Giants and the Seahawks had the same record, the Seahawks have the tie break because they beat the Giants head-to-head. Quick break here, CeeLo. Do you have a sports minute from uh, Amy Lawrence? We do. And unfortunately, uh, talking about the the tragedy that occurred at the World Cup in Qatar uh, late Friday. Grant Wall? Yes. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Yes, Boomer and Geo here momentarily. By the way, the Mets got the Japanese pitcher. Kodai Senga. Very good. I know you were practicing that. I was practicing it during the break. I asked you before you You left for makeup. I said, how do you say this fellow's name? You executed perfectly. No, I do watch a lot of Japanese baseball. uh, Of course you do. So I know this guy is terrific. Listen, we got a nice pitching staff now. Maybe. WFAN, WFAN-FM, WFAN-FM HD1, New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app. 